Welcome to the Super Friends Podcast, where we talk about comics, superheroes, and all things related and in between. I'm Brody. And I'm Brian, and I'm alive. We were worried there for a second. It got it got worrisome. There's stuff there's something going around the campus and I just kinda of finally I've been like feel a little bit iffy and then be okay. I just it just finally hit me last week and I was like, I'm done so I didn't go to any of my classes last week, like, so last week was rough. Like a ton of antimatter. Yeah. I was simply antimatter wave. Thankfully the Spectre found me. Thankfully. Thankfully. The monitor was pretty useless. He just <laughs> He just monitored. He just monitored. <laughs> And then Harbinger showed up saying, I'm going to kill you. And she disappeared again. And I was like, just get it done already. You're like, what? Where are you? Where are you? You said you were going to do it. And here he stands. <laughs> like, this is when, when <coughs> the next two issues happen. <laughs> um, it's not going to happen. <laughs> but I'm alive. And now we're doing the show finally. And hopefully I won't get too sick again. Yeah. And after the so we talked about this on our last episode. And we put out that reel. Um, we had a lot of heavy... Do you look on uh, the statistics on that reel? No. I have like 277 views. So a lot of people have viewed that reel. There aren't 277 views of the podcast, so you, this probably is only going out to like two people that actually watch the video. But thank you. Why didn't you respond? We'd love to have you on here. We want guests. We want because guests. we love talking with other people besides ourselves. We love sharing. And, and like we said, it doesn't have to be DC related. It can be what you're excited about. We'll do our homework so that we have enough to talk on with what you like. And even so, educate us on what you like because if, if we know we, we know some mm-hmm. Marvel things, but we're not exactly Marvel pros. So if you want to do a deep dive into Madam Web <coughs> Anyways, if you, but if you want to do a deep dive into that, educate us on her character because actually We won't go see the movie. Her comic character is great. I know <laughs> that for sure. Her comic character everyone pretty much likes. But apparently her movie was trash. We haven't seen it yet. I don't know if we will. I don't know. I'm not going to see it. Do you know they changed the line? Why? They changed it to... Um, it's when... When you get... It's like... Oh, with, responsi- with great responsibility must also come great power. You get like you get great power. Like they changed it in the movie, Madam Web. Yeah. They changed it across the comics. In the movie, that's stupid. Yeah. So Ben says that in the movie instead of. Wait, Ben is in the movie. Is yeah. Peter in the movie? No. This is, is before Peter's born. Is May in the movie? Yes. Is she young? Yes. Okay, then this clearly isn't. Then it can't be Tom Holland's. Because now they're trying to. Because I heard something. They're trying to be like, well, they want to be Andrew Garfield, but now it's Tom Holland. Well, that can't be because the no. movie is. The movie takes place in two thousand three. <clears throat> then they still should have hired um, Marissa Tomei if they wanted it to be mm-hmm. Tom Holland. So now it's like, if anything, Andrew Garfield's because it's not necessarily like, mm-hmm. or just a brand new Spider-Man. Yeah. <coughs> Sony doesn't know what they're talking about. No, but then they throw a hissy fit every time Disney wants to use Spider-Man. No, he's mine! You don't know what to do with him, though. You don't know what to do with any of these videos. You haven't made a Spider-Man, actually Spider-Man product since... since 2014. 2014. And... Venom I mean, was good. Let to be Carnage was apparently bad. I still you say can that. count. I I think it's a different studio entirely. I think they're just masquerading as Sony Animations, but um, Spider Verse is good. But but still, it's not live like, action. It's not live action. It's I don't know what you're doing. But the live action is is like Venom. The first one was pretty good. The first of Venom was okay. I was the, okay with it. Uh, they kept doing reshoots of Ven- uh, Morbius, so I'm pretty sure the original of Morbius was probably a lot better. Because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure how with Morbius was similar to how with Justice League, it was the reshoots that ultimately killed the movie. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because Morbius, I knew they, was, they didn't end up doing a lot of reshoots. Same with The Flash. They did a lot of reshoots of The Flash. Mm-hmm. Rise of Skywalker, a lot of reshoots. They did a lot of and reshoots of uh, Aquaman, too. Yeah. Okay, but the second Aquaman was actually pretty good. Yeah. I heard that... I don't care people say they, uh, the one. ...that they did actually kill the baby, and P, that's the scene that people walked out of the theaters from. Okay. And that's why they changed it. I understand, like, the... You don't want to see a baby die, but at the same time... It's what happened, happened in, in the, the comics. comics. Horrible things happen in comics. I mean, we watched Voldemort try to kill baby Harry. We, yeah. We see Gollum literally choke out his friend. Like, we, horrible things happen. We see Darth Vader kill younglings. I mean, horrible yeah. things happen in original works. I mean... It, and it's okay. And it's... That's not me. It's not... Okay. But... Well, but it's but okay to watch plot. that. I mean, look, at old, like, look at old westerns. The villains would do actually horrific things, so it was justifiable when you kill the bad guy. Exactly! Like, like, you would want Black Man to take him down just that much more, because... And because and it also deepened his character. Like, in the comics, he is a big villain. He is the worst. Yeah. But they have to... Is, okay, I don't know. I don't think there is, but that kingdom that they had in the in the second Aquaman movie... Does that exist in the comics? I don't think so. I'm not really versed in Aquaman. I do know Orichalcum exists in Aquaman comics. I read one just recently that had Orichalcum in it. But what about that whole... But I don't think that whole um, Lost Kingdom is a thing. Yeah. And I think it's the same thing. I'm, while I liked Aquaman 2, I still prefer the first one just because... But I still like the second one. But why? my problem with it is the same with like Shazam. I'm like, you have years of comics and stuff. Don't make up new stuff. Just mm-hmm. There are stuff people have been wanting to see for a long time. That then... And then you're like, oh, well, you know, what if we just... Didn't do any of that. Well, I guess I'll just die. You're like, I would love to see certain... Like I said, I'm not a huge Aquaman fan, so I don't have, like, number one, like, scenes from Aquaman that I would want to see. But, like, there's good stories. All characters have standout stories. I'd like to see more of Ocean Master being Ocean Master. To be honest. Yeah, being a villain... Come on! Not to say I didn't like the brotherly beef between them. They have to work together. Because, I mean, that's how that happens in comics. Because Ocean Master and, and Arthur are brothers. So there are comics mm-hmm. that they have to kind of work together. But, like, don't make him a good guy. Because I, I know it works for Loki. But in the comics, he did become a good guy. That's Loki's thing. Yeah. With things like Ocean Master, he's, ne- he's, he's been forced to work with Aquaman because of a united yeah. problem. And then he betrays him. Because as soon as he can, he goes, now I'm going to kill you. And Aquaman's like, I'll kill you first. Because they don't like each other. Because Orm... Is a little bit like Zod, whereas Orm's first duty is to Atlantis. If something is threatening Atlantis, he doesn't care who he has to work with or what he has to do. He's going to protect Atlantis. Because that's like his, like... Uh-huh. I mean, it is like it is like Zod. Zod but hates- Zod has the part where, like, once he gets new Krypton, like, once he has his resolution, he's fine. He's not going to go... But Orm is always going to be fighting Arthur for Atlantis. Because Atlantis still exists. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of see that with New Krypton was Zod a little bit. Because it wasn't even like New Krypton was necessarily even his. It was also that Superman was there. Mm-hmm. And he knew he was watching him. Yeah. And he's just like, leave me alone. Yeah. Because now that he's left alone on the opposite end of the universe. Because yeah. when the Green Lantern showed up, he goes, get off my planet. It's like, what are you doing here? I don't want you here. And like, to be honest with you, Zod had every right to be mad, in my opinion, about the Guardians <laughs> showing up and the Green Lantern Corps being like, hold on. It's like, okay, he has every right to be mad, though. You're like, that is prejudice. 
Just because <laughs> he was an evil tyrant, tyrant doesn't mean... <laughs> well, they, they have a new series. It's called Neil Before Zod. And I was worried they were going to turn Zod back into a villain. Because he's like... He's, he's not a good guy, but, but he's, he's, he's like the ruler of his planet. It's actually pretty good. He's chill. Um, he's, he's ruling his planet. The Kuns attack. So he's like goes total savage mode on the Kuns. Because they're like, oh... We heard that this planet was right for the taking, and Zod's like, wrong, wrong. I'll kill you. We have two. We have two yellow suns. But then Fight me. Ursa comes up behind him and is like, "You're a weakling now, and I don't even like know you anymore. So you need to like buck up and be the man that I like fell in love with, or I'm gonna take control of this planet." So now there's like this power struggle between like Ursa and Zod, which I'm like, I I'm not gonna say she's wrong there. But I respect that because it gives. Zod doesn't have to go all super evil egomaniac and, like, go back to Earth and try to kill Cal. But he can have this, like, fight with his, um, with his wife and still have this, like, really good conflict for What's the comic. What's with his son? Is he still kicking around? His son is alive. He kicked his son off the planet for being a spoiled brat. Good! Good! <laughs> yeah. Good! Ever since the, ever since post-New Figure Ursa's also mad about that. She's like, you kicked our son off. I thought it was gonna be, like... Wait, he get off for being a weakling, and now Ursa's mad at him for being a weakling? Yeah. That's just karma right there. I know, right? But ever since, like, he disappeared in the Phantom Zone, showed up for a second in the new Krypton series, mm-hmm. he's he showed up and has been worse. He disappeared for a while. Then when he showed back up, he's been worse than Damien. Yeah, yeah. He literally yeah. is, like, complaining to his father and is, like, starting fights on their new planet. Just causing beef. Just causing beef. And then his dad's like, hey, you can't go here because this is like a secret project that I'm working on. And so he breaks in there anyways. And he's like, well, you're a spoiled brat who can't listen to authority. And you need, and like, Lore tries to take on his dad. And Zod does the equivalent of like putting his hand out and just like. Letting him run against his uh hand, running against his hand. He's like, Uh I don't think so. And then he just kicks him off the planet. He says, You're not welcome back here until I let you back here. Wait, is he trying to to start like insurgencies on New Krypton? Yeah. Yeah, of course you're not allowed to go to the planet. He's like, Fight his dad. He's just like, I hate you. And so, yeah. What's Lord down now? Um, He got kicked off the planet, and there's going to be a new series that comes out. It's called Sinister Sons. And apparently, there's this kid. That thinks he's the son of Sinestro, so he's built this like makeshift yellow lantern ring, and there's gonna be a series about Lore and this kid, like just like wrecking havoc on the universe. It kind of reminds me of, like a twisted version of like when Damien and John get together. It's the exact same writer, Peter J. Tomasi. That's beautiful, right yeah. there. That's what I. I'm like gonna to go hear. get a water bottle, but if you want to start on Crisis, the movie. I'll Which the in. episode is about? But <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we, okay, but granted, we've had like how we've had like four episodes devoted to like going through a comic, right? And this is just a movie. This is a movie. We, we can deserve that. a break in the beginning <laughs> of just chatting it up. I'll give a little rundown. So basically, this is the movie about the Christ on Infinite Earths comic. But what's interesting is they take a very different take on it. They focus more on the Flash, whereas in the comic, Flash I'm not gonna say sidelined, but he was missing most of the time, and then when he showed up. We see him be tormented and tortured and then save the day and then kind of stop the anti-monitor for a minute, but then he comes back. This is very Flash-centered. This is very much a Flash movie. It's kind of like the movie Batman vs. Superman, but it really was more like a Batman movie. You know, this was while this was about the Justice League and getting ready to take on. It was very much Flash-centered. And what's interesting is 
Flash off screen, we see a little bit of it, had uh, in, an incursion with the Crimson again in Earth 3. And ever since that, he's been jumping back and forth. If, if, if anyone knows the book Slaughterhouse 5, where the guy is jumping back and I'm, I don't want to say that. <laughs> I was like, did you get off on another tangent? By yourself? Yeah. Um, it's dangerous, me talking, me and my own thoughts. <laughs> um, but in the book, book Slaughterhouse 5, the character is, after spending time with some aliens, he's caught in like a weird kind of almost like time jumping problem where he's constantly jumping back and forth between different points in his life. And that's what happened to Flash after his time. It's on almost Earth 3. like time slipping, like from Loki season. He's two, time slipping. Where like Loki like shows up one place and he shows up another place and he can't. Like, he doesn't have really control, but he's just like bouncing back between different points. Which it is interesting because it seems like Barry has this like little moment of confusion right at the beginning, and then he like goes about whatever he is doing in that moment. That it takes him a second to be like, wait, I'm here now. Uh-huh. And then he kind of jumps back in the mentality of when he when, when that event was going on. Mm-hmm. But it is like, it's time slipping. He's just jumping back and forth between his time when the Justice League was first created, um, when he was on Earth 3, Crisis, but it's kind of this mysterious... His wedding. Way, his wedding. But it's almost like this mysterious kind of like... Ominence. He's older, but something's going on. We don't really know what, to like the almost the very end of the movie... And it's him. He has stopped time. Yeah. And it makes me sad. I have to watch the movie to be emotionally damaged. <laughs> As we're watching, I'm like, I never felt more emotions watching a cartoon movie ever. Honestly, if you uh, want, except, like, except Dark Side, except Dark Side, no, Apocalypse War. Apocalypse War is deep. I felt a very, I felt a lot of. But funny how you mentioned Apocalypse War because that movie is direct correlation to this movie, like. One on one, it's direct. It's crazy. It's, I mean, it's a great movie. It's different because we don't see like a large amalgamation of heroes like we do in. Mm-hmm. But that's even because th- this is the first part. Of, yeah. There's gonna be, I think, a, two more parts. Two more parts. Yeah, and we'll see more of like. Parts. We'll see more of like. I, I think, think we'll see more crisis related stuff because this was more or less setting it up. Mm-hmm. Because we didn't really see much of... I don't think we even saw any tomorrow. I'm thinking about it. Nope. We saw... They don't even... They don't in mention this it. In this movie, the Monitor doesn't... Refuses to believe that there is... Such thing Such thing as an Anti-Monitor. Which, to be honest with you, it's kind of like the comic a little bit. Not like the comic he did that, but in the comic, we didn't even know who the Anti-Monitor was. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. we did because it's not 1985 anymore, but like... <laughs> when the comic and we came read, out... Uh, you know... Just like Dark Side Ward before that. Dark Side Ward, we've seen, we've read Blackest Night, we've seen the CWs, yeah. we know the Anti-Monitor. But, but, in 1985 they didn't, so in this one, if you've never read the comics, or watched Arrow, or read Black's, Blackest Night, or read Dark Side War, if you're just generally uncultured, you're like, who is this <laughs> bad guy? I mean, cause, actually, I don't want to say that, because my English teacher didn't know who the Anti-Monitor was, so I feel okay. bad now. He's in a different, he's in a different realm. But, it's very cool. The art style is great. It's different. Like we said, it's... It's, it's but the Tomorrowverse. It's the Tomorrowverse. Um, Harbinger is not Lila. She's Supergirl. We Which don't know why. Girl. My guess is part two, at least from what we saw from the trailer, we'll talk a little bit more about her journey I, from I really Supergirl want to, grow into that. to Lila. Like, I would have liked to see more. I want, I want like... Because uh, this one was very much a Flash movie. Which, you know me... I love that. It was great. <laughs> I thought that was a great choice, honestly, considering, like, 
it ended with Barry's death. I think it was great to have Mosby focus on Flash. But considering now, kind of, we've seen snippets from the sec from the trailer, of the second one that Supergirl is harbinger a little bit of maybe how she became. I think the second one should really be a Supergirl movie, mm-hmm. considering she was, she also dies, yeah, in the comic. I think it'd be great. They'll give her some screen time in this one, and then what do you think about the third one? Who, if they're if they're gonna do this pattern of like trying to, focus it should be on, really be a Spectre movie. You think so? I think so. Oh boy, the Spectre. Because even in the comics, like, if very much is like Barry and Supergirl who who stopped mm-hmm. the monitor but in the process die. Uh huh. I think the third movie should really be focused on the Spectre and his role because we even see the Spectre show up at the very end of this one. Yeah. He, he in House of Mystery he shows up to punish um, John. John, because as we can see, John is Pariah. Yeah. Which then we rewatched House of Mystery and we're like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Because we, because like we're like, is that John? That sounds like Constantine. Because of this homeless man who's doing magic. Like that's definitely uh-huh. Constantine. Because at first he doesn't do magic. No. You hear him talk. It's like that sounds like Constantine. It kind of yeah. looks like him too. Which I gotta say, I love how they drew how they drew him in this one. Way better than House of Mystery. Oh. Because House, House of Mystery, Mystery, his beard looked more like Shaggy. Yeah. Than just like. Kind of got this like. Because like in the comics, and then it's in, okay, you're not really paying attention to. No, you're not. That movie. No, you're not. But it's it when, main slaughter. But in the in in the main, but in some points when you are, you're like, ugh, ew. But I mean, because I, I I like the art style in the, I don't even know what to call it. Which one? The one precursor to the to Camu DC animated movie universe. Yes, Camu. It's like I know it was very much more object like New Fifty Two, but it's like that's not what its official title is. It's like mm-hmm. not what I want to call it. Yeah, Camu. But the Camu, I like the art style on that. Better of Constantine, I think. But I think like the Archdale Superman better in the Tomorrowverse. The biggest thing that I think from the Takamu is it's very... The movie <coughs> started in 2011. So they're very New 52 based. Like, freak, the universe starts with Justice League War. Which is almost a, almost exactly the same as... Just carbon League. copy of Yeah. Except Aquaman's not in it. It's and Shazam. it's Shazam. Mm-hmm. But it's very, very close, and it's New 52-based. Throne of Atlantis also is a little less of a... Throne of Atlantis was huge in the comics. And then they have, like, but the Court of Owls. Mm-hmm. Court obviously, of Owls obviously it's it. very different, because, like, if you read the mm-hmm. comic, it is a little different. But it's got a lot of those same points. Yeah. And then after those, like, first few movies, they started going into, like, other stories... But like then they still ended with Death of Superman and Reign of Superman. I still like the the Hush movie. I thought was fantastic. The Hush movie is pretty good until the end when they revealed that it was. The th- it's always the third act. That, that Riddler is the, because because the the whole like point that. about the Hush movie is Hush is actually Hush. Hush is Thomas Elliot, but Riddler was the one doing all this. You know, like Hush was manipulating the villains and Riddler was manipulating Hush. Because it's all a point to just say, like, oh, Riddler's actually a lot cooler than you think he is. Which was a great point to make. But in this one, it just turns him into this, like, crazy psychopath that took a dip in the Lazarus pit because he had brain cancer. Which I'm like, okay, Death of Superman was really good. Brain of the Superman was good. Yeah. But then it still ends with, like, Apocalypse War, like how New 52 ended with Dark Side War. But I do like that instead of, like, like... Uh, we we know how Dark Side War ends. Mm-hmm. Bright flash of light. Everyone who knows their their nineteen eighties comics knows that was Doctor Manhattan. 
Yeah. Whereas this one, Constant says, hey, when you do another flashpoint, does the Spectre show up in, at the end of Dark Side War? I don't think he does. No, it ends with Barry running off. And he restarts the timeline, but then it kind of starts with Spectre, with House mm-hmm. of Mystery. Yeah. Like, I think it's kind of the unofficial beginning of yeah. Tomorrowverse. Because yep. we just had a whole um, bunch of little short films. Yeah, technically... That ran together. Techn- chronologically... Superman Man of Tomorrow was the first Tomorrowverse project. It's kind of like the DC Universe. Yeah. Where it's kind of messy. Uh-huh. But Constantine and the House of Mystery literally happens like before I think the universe is like formed. Yeah. But then we get the Tomorrowverse and I think... And some people are kind of more or less upset that this is kind of the end of Tomorrowverse. But I think they're doing it most because James Gunn wants to connect TV shows, animation, animation video games, games, and movies... Which I'm like, that's genius, because even Marvel hasn't done that yet. Yeah. Marvel's starting to kind of dip into that now. Yeah. But still. But it's also, I feel like, weird for Marvel, because they're kind of just, like, shoving, like, these TV shows in, but it's like, they don't understand how they fit very well, so it's hard for them to, like, Whereas James get in there. starting over. Yeah. Video is going to be part of it. I think it's also why, like, I think that's why their choice was made to actually kill the Just League and Suicide Squad mm-hmm. kill the Just League, because it's like, well, that way... But I'm like, I'm like, no, no, time the heck out. Elseworld stories, please, mm-hmm. because this is how Arkham Knight, the Batman. This dies. is how it ends. This is how it ends. Oh no, he gets taken over by, and he gets taken over by Brinnick, and it's Harley Quinn. It's not even. Okay, that sounds mean. But I'm like, yeah, there's. I been. don't like how it's. That's how we get. That's the end of Arkham, Batman. That makes me a little mad. Mm-hmm. I'll cry about it later, though. Yeah, there's been a lot of. Sorry, I cried a lot. About it later. I've seen on that. So I'm kind of interested to see how this, how the Tomorrowverse is going to end. Yeah. Considering everything is kind of ending. So because the DCU is ended now. Mm-hmm. Um, the DC Animated Universe is ending. I think that's why they killed off the rest of the Justice League and, yeah. and Suits Girl the Justice League. So, because Arkham Knight, Arkham Batman was the DC video game. So now it's like, okay, that's ending. Yeah. Everything for DC is ending. Yeah. And this is these, the, this is Tomorrowverse is ending, which makes me a little sad because they don't necessarily have lot of movies like the Dekamu does. Mm-hmm. It's still yeah. a good chunk of movies. But I mean, we should have seen Crescent for this coming when they had, I can't remember his name, in the in the bunch of short films for the t- beginning of Tomorrowverse. What's his name? The Lone Boy. Commandy. We should have known it was coming when Commandy showed up. Yep. When that was like one of the first short films before Superman Man of Tomorrow comes out, is these bunch of short movies with the Spectre saying, here's your punishment, mm-hmm. and then him going well, away. What was interesting is all those, all those shorts have different animation styles. That's true. Because Commandy was very much, I want to say, it almost looked like one of the older Disney movies where it felt mm-hmm. very much everyone, every scene was drawn. And <clears> then <throat> the blue, there's a blue beetle short right after that yep. one. Yep. But it's like, like a 60s, like Spider-Man almost kind of drawn. Yep. It felt like very much like an older mm-hmm. one. But I feel like we also should have seen it come just with Commandy along because I'm like... Yeah. Yeah. You should have so. seen it coming. I, I didn't really read Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Brody, how did you not see this? I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> Come at me. Um, but yeah. And like, another big thing was like, time jumps were huge in the, in Tomorrowverse. We had these weird like, you start with Superman, Man of Tomorrow. Superman's the first superhero. You don't have any other superheroes. And then like, the next movie I think was... It was Be Warm With Power. No, let's see. Uh, I think it was... No, it was the Batman one. It was the I think it was the Batman one. Tomorrow versus DC movies in release order. 
Okay, so okay, so Superman Man of Tomorrow, then the Justice Society movie. Okay. So then you have Flash and Superman there in the beginning of the movie, right. and then he goes to that other world. Um, Batman: The Long Halloween. Then you have, uh, which is a two-parter. So there's two Batman: The Long Halloweens, and then Green Lantern. And some, so Batman doesn't even know the Justice League, right? Because at the Arrow. end of Justice Society, um, Flash learned, he's like, hey, we should probably start a league. At the end of Batman The Long Halloween Part 2, he's like, Green Arrow and Flash show up to say, like, hey, we should, like, make a Justice League, basically. Because then we see that in Crisis, mm-hmm. that they have Superman on the backseat of the In car. Green Lantern, Where My Power, the entire Justice League <clears throat> has been formed. Hawkwoman... And Green Arrow are on the team. It's like this huge thing with Vixen and everybody. And then there's this like interplan- interplanetary thing they have to take on. So you're like, that's weird that like there's a fully formed Justice League that just jumped. I think it was really rushed. And then this whole Legion of Superheroes. We went to the future for the Legion, which it's fine. The Legion is pretty. They've always distant. been kind of its own thing. But you, but suddenly Supergirl's here. Yep. And you're like, oh okay. Just League War World is a very interesting movie because it doesn't start as a Just League movie. It starts as, like... Because in, in the Just League War World, they're all put in these, like, alternate, like, realities kind of things, like, in their mind. So you're, like, watching these weird little worlds, and then it ends with Mongol and Jean, and you're like, okay, what the heck is happening? I really we fill in those plot holes. Not plot holes, but those gaps in the next mm-hmm. two Crisis movies. But Crisis on Infinite Earths mentions the formation of the Justice League. It does show us that. And why um, Barry and Oliver were at um, Bruce's house. house. It solves that <clears throat> cliffhanger. It tells us how, like, how the Justice League formed... Because um, it kind of, it, like, it sort of just shows us how and why they formed. Because, cause like, this for one... Amazo, yeah. It was because they fought Amazo, who then ends up helping Barry save the world. Which Dude. makes me so sad it's watching... I'm going to silence for our friend Amazo. Okay. And then, like, Amazo helps save the world. But then Barry, who's, like, dying on the ground because he's mm-hmm. old. And he just ran to stop the antimatter wave. Because, mm-hmm. like, they're trying to build, like, the... The antimatter can. Um, no, that was the. They're trying to put like the the not the vibrator, the tower, the yep. golden tower, the tuning fork, the multiversal tuning fork. They were building several, but then the antimatter waves are coming. Like we're not ready yet. And Barry like stopped time and it spent like. Which is also another reason that, you know, it's the anti monitor because the monitor just think it's an antimatter wave. That's what he thinks. Natural disaster. And. But he says it's impossible because a wave can't accelerate because the wave goes faster than they thought they had time for. Because the antimatter saw, man, but it's because the antimatter was like the antimonitor was like, hey, they're actually not going to be able to stop me. I need to like speed this up. So then Barry stops time and spends the next like forty years building every day, just like as like almost like a like a full time job. He just goes every morning. He wakes up, eats some breakfast. You know, I love that he puts on the suit still because it's even like old Iris is Mm -hmm. like. You, you still know, look you good. Still, you, yeah, and I, I, and I do. It was almost sad because like his suit is like baggy on him now because mm-hmm. of how like thin, kind of thin, thin he he's gotten. Because it probably ta- not even probably it takes a lot out of him to like be doing all this. Yeah, and then the Mezo's like, hey, to 
run this fast, you're going to have to let time run naturally. You're going to have to let time speed up. Yeah, you're going to have to let everything slow down so that you can reach the speed that you need to. So it's kind of cool, the animation style. Mm-hmm. When you see bears start running. You see time runs normally again. All the heroes are like, we're not ready. And then they see the towers, like, gold light shimmers around yeah. as they start finish being built. And they go, I think someone goes, Barry. He did it. And then all the see... towers turn online. Oh, goosebumps. It's so cool. It's just a good moment. It's, it's like, just a really powerful moment for the characters. It feels good. Because then, because, <laughs> like, right before that, they're all saying their goodbyes. They're all like, oh, we didn't make it in time. We're all going to die. We're all going to die. This is it. And, like, Superman goes to Lois and everything. And then... And then it stops for Flash of stuff. So you were like, oh, this is what happened. Um, and then it resumes. And you're like... I'm watching them do it. But you're like, they actually did it. Like, you feel... It makes me feel good on the inside. It makes you feel good. But it also makes you feel sad. Because it's like, I know what's coming. But then Iris fall like, dies from exhaustion. Because, like, a heart attack. Like, yeah. Right there. And it's so sad. Because Barry, like, wants to mourn her... But I think Amazo is even like we don't we don't have time. We don't We're have running time. out of time. Like you literally need to. Because even right Iris now. in her last moment, which is like, yeah. you need to finish. You need to do. You which I'm like, finish. why couldn't they written her character like that in the TV series? I know. I'm like, because I'm like, I'm sad. Iris is dead. It makes me sad. But if and I were like, dead, very such a gentleman. He's like, let me take your jobs for you. And she's like, no. If you do both of our jobs, they're not going to get done in time. Like I have to do my job, so you can do you, yours. So you can do your job, and Amazo can do his job. Mm-hmm. Which makes me sad because, like, we've seen Amazo here or there. They probably worked with him every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But Barry had to reboot him. So for the past, like, 30, 40 years, him and Barry are actually pretty close. Because that's yeah. either he talks to Iris or he's talking to Amazo. Yeah. So it makes me sad because, and then, it, like... what it looked like is he gave... He would give Amazo some speed energy so Amazo could operate at that speed. And then make calculations. And make and, the calculations. And run all the programs. Mm-hmm. So then... Because then Amazo is plugged into, like, one of the towers... So Barry's running and he can feed energy into Amazo mm-hmm. in the towers. But then you see, like, it work. And then, because, like, the world, like, the worlds vibrate mm-hmm. so that it passes through the antimatter wave. But then Barry, like, falls off, like, his treadmill. And then he's trying to be like, look, we did it, Amazo. And he looks over and Amazo's, like, broken and Broken shut down. and shattered on the ground and I shed a tear. And, <laughs> and he's, like, shut down. I'm like, <laughs> such a good Amazo. boy. He did it. And then the specter shows up. And he's like... Does Barry ask him, or is he just kind of asking the air? I think he's just talking to the air. And he's like, I wonder if he even knew that we saved the world. Uh-huh. And then Inspector's like, in his last moments, Amazo knew that he had fulfilled his purpose of mm-hmm. saving humanity. And I'm like, I've never felt such emotion for a You're robot like, ah. before. But then he gives some cryptic clues that, you know, like, it, it ends at the beginning or something like that. Something like that, but he's very cryptic about almost, and he's almost just like, mm-hmm. you had a part to play in all, and yeah, like, this, this is happening. part of your punishment. But you paid the price. Mm-hmm. And then he gets sent back to the beginning of the movie, which I don't, I wasn't here, did you explain that the beginning of the movie starts with Flash's accident? Mm-mm. So the movie starts with <clears throat> Barry, right after the lab accident, like, looking across, like, like, across from him, like, I would be... It, well, I'm looking at the camera right now, so I'm looking at myself. But he looks across, like, the room, and he sees this, like, vibrating figure. And the movie ends with old Barry looking the other way and seeing future him. And he says, no, I have to go back before... The, he says before the beginning. It mm-hmm. started before the beginning. And then he gives this cryptic message to Bruce during his time in War World, And then it's gone. He evaporates. 
which is a do cool you think he died punch. actually died or do you think that he just got sucked into whatever was started to evaporate all the other futures because it looks similar Cause to what happened to Brainy and Dawnstar. But it almost feels like it has something to do more with the Spectre. Because the Spectre's even kind of like... Not to be mean, I but the like Spectre was telling Barry, part of this is your fault. I, f- well, I also feel like, like he says, like, you're not done yet. Like, this isn't over for you This yet. isn't over for you yet. I don't know. Or we'll like, see, I guess. Because he mentions, like, see you'll join you. her eventually because he's talking about Iris. Yeah. Like, this isn't over. Yeah. Could it be like when Alexander in Crisis kind of almost like absorbed Earth 2 Lois and Earth 2 Superman at the end of the... Mm-hmm. It could be like that. Yeah. That the Spectre almost saved Iris in her final moments. Yeah. And he, I mean, he is the wrath of God. So, I mean, he has every yeah. opportunity to do that. He could have. Yeah, he's God's vengeance. But it was a good... I, I really enjoyed it, honestly. And I don't... It's not that I don't watch cartoon movies. It's that I'm very wary of different kinds of superhero movies only because of how many different times something mm-hmm. they tried something new and it fails. Yeah. Yeah. Like the first few Hulk movies that wasn't a painted man mm-hmm. was like yikers. Do you like no, um, The Incredible Hulk? Like with Edward Norton? Uh-huh. Alright. It was pretty cool. I think it was an alright movie. I, for one, am more in favor of that version like that look for hulk where he's kind of like this like muscly rippling like and mark ruffalo is a good actor and he has a good hulk but his hulk just looks cgi'd like it looks more flat there's not as much detail on like his giant pecs the incredible hulk's hulk looked like oh my goodness that's a huge muscular dude that i can tell right I also like the look, but I, I gotta say, when it comes to, like, looking at a picture of the Coke from a comic, because, of course, it's still technically Edward Norton's face mm-hmm. and Mark Ruffalo's face that's just been heavily CG'd, I like the look of Mark Ruffalo's Hulk's face, because Mark Ruffalo has a very square face, and just in general. Hulk looks very square-faced. Which is more like the comics. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because that very much is his, I mean, the, the comics Hulk is very, like, mm-hmm. you know. Which Mark Ruffalo already has. Um, that sounds almost mean, but just in like his, Hulk face. His sh- the shape of his head is square. He had a Hulk face already. He's got a Hulk face. Whereas everyone kind of has a longer face. Mm-hmm. Not saying he yeah, like, has a super long face, but like he's not very square. I feel like I have a square head too. film. Like he still looks like it's still a good Hulk. But, yeah. like, the mu- like the way his muscles look, you can see the detail in, like, all of his muscles and his veins popping out. It's like, yeah, like, how did we get onto Hulk? I don't know. But, like, I, yeah, I, so, like, this is cool, but also, like, not to... Mm-hmm. Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Wife. What? Wife. Who's he married to? I want to know. Like, this is cool. I like this. Like, this was good in Ragnarok. His look in Ragnarok was pretty good. Because I got even the detail. Like, I can see his hair growing on the side yeah, of his face. Yeah, like, that's cool. And even on his arms, you can see, like, his arm hair and his like, veins poking out. Um, but how he looked in, like, Endgame wasn't high quality. This. It looked too much like Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Um, and, like, this was his look in Endgame. I'm not in, in the Avengers. In the Avengers, yeah. So, like, it still looks good. Like... Honestly, respect. But there was to... a lot more detail in the muscles. Mm-hmm. 
Because if you looked at a Jack, like, if you look at The Rock with this shirt off, mm-hmm. you can see, like, his veins and, like, his chest and stuff. Yeah. We're just comparing shirtless men. Yeah. Shirtless Hulks. It might be a little weird for that. But yeah. it's Hulk, so, I mean, we have every right to. It just looks we have, cool. We're superhero podcasters. We have every right <laughs> to make jokes and make comments about Hulk's body type. I'm going to stop. Okay. I do have a question. It's not crisis related, but it is DC related. Sort of. I feel like this podcast is, like, we're supposed to be generally about crisis, but we just Yeah, well, we've been bouncing around, and it was an hour and a half long movie. So, like... It's true. We've talked about a lot of the points. Um, What's your question? Okay, so I've been watching ABC's The Rookie. Have you seen that? I've seen... Uh, I've seen... Uh, Clips from it. it. Yeah. But Nathan Fillion is, right. the, is the main character. Yeah, he is the... Rookie. So I love that show. <laughs> I think that show's hilarious, and I love Nathan Fillion's character. I just now can't see him... As God. Because <laughs> he's so nice. He's so nice, and God is such show. a punk. But he is a cop, though. Uh-huh. And yeah. so is Guy. So it's almost like... So it, it like kind of works, but I'm also... He's, like, so nice. He's just a nice... Like, was it when the firefighter shows up on his doorstep? Mm-hmm. And she's like, I've been locked down for He quickly grabs her something to be like, okay. Uh-huh. But he's got that guy Riz, though. Yeah. He does have that guy Riz. I think he could pull it off, but I'm also like, oh, it's just gonna bug me. I'm gonna be well, like... Have you seen Community? I have seen a few episodes, yeah. He's in Community, and he plays a custodian. He's in there for, like, an episode. But the attitude he gives off, I'm like... You're, you're like, all right, I can see it. I can see, see it. it. Or, like, um... How about... Oh, have you seen Monsters University? Yeah. Because he's, like, that bully. Okay, okay, I he's can like, see it the, Where he goes, he wants to stop raising money for charity? That's <laughs> not cool. He's that guy. <laughs> I can see that. So it's like... He's got a wide range. He just is so good at being a nice guy in The Rookie that I'm like... Yeah. <laughs> How are you, guy? Yeah, but he does have a good range. He's a good actor, well, which I is wanna... I, which is also I think another testament to his acting. His acting. I burned my finger and it still hurts. Have you read? It's on. It's on DC Universe Infinite, so you can read it. How to lose a guy gardener in ten days? Oh my gosh! No, but I need to. Now. It's Vicky Vale going on <laughs> dates with Guy Gardner to like write an article about dating the world's worst superhero and like that's such a good line too and it's like surprisingly emotional because like there's a scene where like Vicky breaks up with guy because she's like you're a freaking jerk and you don't care about anybody and you think you're the coolest and he goes well yeah you know what when i'm out there saving the world at least i can say back to them that i've got a freaking awesome girlfriend back home waiting for me and then he leaves and you're like you, like, feel bad for a guy then. You're, like, even though he's, like, treated her, like, trash the rest of the, the mo- most of the comic. I gotta say, my least favorite guy look is the bowl cut. Oh, it's true. And my favorite is the long hair and Hannibal mustache of the Red Lantern. <laughs> that is my favorite Guy Gardner look. Okay, so I know he's gonna have the bowl cut for a little bit, but also the is rookie and the ro- That's what James Gunn said. James Gunn is like, I only casted him so I can put my friend in the bowl cut. So I don't know. Maybe he won't have the bowl cut. He's just joking. But in The Rookie, um, Nathan Fillion has like the haircut that's like kind of like up like that, you know? Goes up to like a... Right. Almost makes a point. Uh Uh-huh. And that's that's like a hairdo that Guy has had before. Which looks good on Guy, I think. It's like shaved down to the sides and then goes up like... But if but if, Na- if James Gunn's end goal isn't Nathan Fillion's Guy Gardner becoming a Red Lantern and a handlebar must... <laughs> it was such a crazy thing. Well, like, I don't know much about Guy. My brother's a, a big Green Lantern guy, so like, mm-hmm. he one time was like, 
oh yeah, look this. And I was like, wait, is that guy? And he goes, and he's got these yeah. cool like collars that are like up to yeah, here. Yeah, he's got the cool collars. He's got the handlebar mustache. And he always looks PO'd. And I'm like, is that guy? And he goes, yeah. I'm like, what the heck happened? He goes, well, guy was actually like, spying on the red lines, and then like he ended up joining, and now he kicked out of trousers. Wait, he beat a trousers? Yeah, yeah. Like, Dexter showed up, and I was like. Yeah. Okay, st- okay. And he was trying to show me one panel, mm-hmm. and I ended, up, I ended up getting a rundown of like <laughs> guy taking over the Red Lanterns, and they're being like it's the factions. Such in a that. good, honestly, one of the better things to come out of New Fifty Two was guys running the Red Lanterns. But he's a Green Lantern again. I'm, yeah, he's I'm, back to being a Green Lantern. Is he on your? He's on the poster. Where is he? Um, he is. Because I feel like he's on there. Because that's Jessica Simon, John. Right there, right behind John and Hal. Yep. Yeah, he's back to being green. Everybody's Green Lanterns now. Do you know who's Green Lantern that I don't think should be a Green Lantern? Who? Simon? Simon. I know, you have beef with Simon. I have I have a lot of beef with Simon. Massive beef with Simon. I like Jessica. When she when she when she held her position as a Green Lantern in Rebirth, I was so happy. I like John. Military love John. Hal's a classic. Guy's just sarcastic. Kyle's awesome. Kyle's great. I got beef with Simon. Kyle's on there? Kyle is not on there. Not that I could see this because he should be up there with the rest of the lanterns. Yeah, yeah, because it's how John Guy right there, and then yeah, Simon and Jessica. There. Kyle should be there. Uh, you just know like what? The... He's the white. He's that little white light behind. Him. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he was a white lantern. No, he was a white lantern at the beginning of Rebirth. So to get demoted? No, he um, he used all of his white lantern energy trying to bring back Hal. Did it work? Yeah. <laughs> no, it was um. Did you die? Yes. It was a storyline where, oh, um. In the first one, Sinestro's Law, where Hal goes up against Sinestro. Actually, I had it. This Sinestro's Law. So super cool panel, but um. <laughs> Crossing Roots the movie, otherwise known as otherwise Brian known and Brody as. going on rants. <laughs> so there's this panel because he's absorbed Parallax, <laughs> and how's just going like total like boss mode. It's going total boss. Because this is when House created his own ring, so he has like total control of his ring, and they like explode each other in their fight against each other. And so the Guardians call in Kyle because they find Hal's ring. Because Hal's ring can't be reassigned to anybody because Hal made his ring. And so it only belongs to him. And so they bring Kyle to, like, um, resurrect Hal. And, like, he uses all of his White Lantern power to bring back Hal. Kills his battery, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this is, a, this is honestly a good one. I, I love this. Does it have all the core? Yeah, yeah. So, I don't. I'm not very clear on where the core went at the end of New Fifty Two, but it's kind of like they've been scared. House trying to find where New where um the core went after New Fifty Two. Come on. So this is him making his own ring. <gasps> Kilowog. Yeah. I think Kilowog's dude. That's a cool look right there. Mm-hmm. So basically, he's at the end of New Fifty Two. He steals Krona's gauntlet because the Guardians, I mean, the Green Lanterns are, like, looked at as bad guys. So he steals Krona's gauntlet and becomes an outlaw and takes, like, all the blame for all the bad things that happen to the core. Um, and so then, but it's too much raw willpower that the gauntlet is funneling into him. So he's, like, being turned into, like, 
physical willpower. So he's like crafting himself a ring right here. And that's what that's what he's doing right here. Epic sauce. Dude, is Indigo one? Mm-hmm. And so and Carol Parallax. Parallax, what a guy. And he's gonna there. And then that's where he put he take he buries um Corona's gauntlet and then puts on his new ring. <coughs> and becomes gets his suit back. Green lantern. And then Sinestro's dying, so shock. He takes parallax. The, all the bad things he's done. He's dying. Huh. Well. Yep. Boom, Sinestro. Dude, remember when Hal killed himself with his ring? Yeah. In um the gift. I keep seeing that same compound over and over again where mm-hmm. he's like smiling, he puts the ring to his head. Yeah. So basically Hal's trying ways. to find the core and the core just get back, so they're trying to find like <gasps> Hal. Is that who I think it is? Yes, so this this it's a really good story. You should I'll lend it to you to read. Do you know what else is a good story? What? Dexter's origin. Dexter. One day I'm gonna get an all black cat and I'm just gonna get a red lantern ring and I'm gonna put it on the cat's tail. Yeah, and it's gonna have to keep it there. And then someone will say, Brian, what's wrong with you? And I'll be like, What's what's not wrong with you? That you don't see this and you're like, Oh yeah, that's Dexter. That's Dexter. And they try to like torture guy and he's just like the way you look is killing me. <laughs> <laughs> like, Guy just... He's like, I don't care. Guy's a cool. Guy's cool. Guy doesn't get enough credit for being cool. No. he He's like the kind of guy that's like... Get it? Guy. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like... Doesn't give a crap about what you think of him, but is like deep down like a really good guy, but just kind of puts on like a brave bravado act. I do like that Hal and Sinestro have like this weird rivalry. Like, they hate each other, but also like sometimes friends. Mm-hmm. And it always comes down to some... For some reason, whenever they fight, it always comes down to both of them using swords. At some point, they're using swords against each other. Yeah. Weird. Don't know. Don't, Don't know, know how that happened. Don't know how he ended up on Green Lantern. Gotta uh, say, he's... You know what also is probably the saddest origin that will forever make me, like, maybe tear up a little bit when I read it? Besides Dexter? Mm-hmm. Is Indigo 1. <sighs> Honestly, all the Lanterns have sad stories. Same Walker? His whole family, like, dies? St. Walker. It's kind of like a gore, you know, like, gore the god butcher, Mm -hmm. but, like, if he didn't become super evil. Because, like, St. Walker's planet is dying, and they've tried, like, praying to their gods, and so he takes his whole family on this, like, spiritual, like, pilgrimage to where, like, the gods are supposed to be, and... All of his family, every single member of his family ends up dying. Like, his kids, his wife, everyone dies on the trip there. And he gets there, and there's nothing there. And, like, he's like, they don't exist. But he's like, I just have hope. And that's when he gets his blue lantern ring. After everything... It's like a modern-day joke. That's what you're telling me is, straight up, where he's from is not safe to be anymore. So he takes his family... On this epic journey to find a new, to find some new hope, and like everyone dies on the way there. Yeah. But he doesn't lose faith, mm-hmm. and then is rewarded. Mm-hmm. Sounds a little like some pioneers. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm like we're like the William Handcart Company. So I'm like we're like wait. Oh, do you want to know a fun fact actually? What the Martin Handcart Company had mm-hmm. the most deaths at the Handcart Company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know when they left? When they left August twenty seventh. 
Really? You know what my birthday is? August 27th. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, wow, I have my name on it, right? That makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. That's why my mission was so hard. I am the Martin Anchor Company. He is. I mostly <laughs> die. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's a cool that's a cool fact. All the okay. lines are terrible. Inigo 1, yeah. Abin Sir. Abin Sir. Because it's connected to Inigo 1, so it's just uh-huh. Um, Guy is freaking yeah. atrocious. His whole pl- whole sector was destroyed by the uh, manhunters. Man mm-hmm. Right. Large Fleas does not have a set. He's just insane. He's sad though. It's but but at the same have time, have you seen what happens like when when um when the Blue Lantern is shown on him and all yeah. he actually wants is to be with his family, but his whole like race is dead. Yeah, but I mean like it's Large Fleas. <laughs> he can't help but be greedy. It's the Orange Lantern. Not to mention, also, with St. Locke, his whole family died, but then he got the Blue Lantern, and I kind of knew a family of Blue Lantern Corps, and then they're all slaughtered. Yeah, no, they're all dead. Dead again. And then they all got built back up again. And I just read the most recent issue. And they're all dead. And the Blue Lantern got exploded. Is St. Walker still kicking? I don't know. Razor was in it. Well, do you know, um, the Green Lantern animated series? Yeah. He was a original character to that series. A red lantern that turns into a blue lantern. That's epic. And he's a blue lantern in the comic. Because like the only way you can survive taking off a red mm-hmm. lantern ring is like by a, the help of a blue lantern. Blue lantern and or or having a white lantern nearby mm-hmm. to be like revive, revive, <laughs> alive. He lives. He lives. Blue lanterns around Larflees and <laughs> red and the red lantern be like alive. alive. You're no longer a terrible person. Oh wait. I correct myself. Mm-hmm. Sam Walker, what a guy. Although Dexter's will always be sad. Oh, it doesn't get worse than Dexter. It's just like a cat. Like the very end, he's like, he's like, where he's talking to himself, and he goes, I find the one who killed you. Mm-hmm. I killed him. I, I good kid. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> he's got like a single tear going down his little furry face. And I'm like, <laughs> every time I read that, I literally go, you're a good kitty, Dexter. You're I was playing Injustice <laughs> 2, and Atrocity shows up in Injustice 2. And, like, Dexter's, like, walking on his shoulder. I was like, I must have you. He's there! <laughs> I was telling, every time, no, me and Tyler, literally, every once in a while, when we rehash Dexter, every time we go, one day, I'm gonna get a black cat, I'm gonna name him Dexter, and, and, or, and I'm, his nickname will be Dexter. And every Halloween, I will dress up as Atrocitus, and, and that cat will get a little red lantern thing and a red lantern around his tail. And you're like, yes. Every time. It must. I, I, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna... <laughs> So, yeah, if people be like, yeah, I'm a cat person. Thank you, Dexter. Dexter. I did that to Winnie, my own cat. I gave her, like, I, I was, I cut apart a shirt. Because uh-huh. I was trying to make a superhero thing. So I needed a red shirt so I could cut everything except for the neck and back. So I got a Superman cape. Mm-hmm. Which looked pretty cool. I bet. But then I cut the sleeves off. So I cut little holes. Mm-hmm. And then I put it on Winnie. So she gets, I'm like, so I'm like, it is possible. Like, if I, if I just paint a little black red lantern symbol on the chest mm-hmm. or on the back so you can see it. Yeah. I see. can do it. Where is Dexter's lantern symbol? I don't remember. I think it's on his back. I'm not thinking about it. But I'm like, Dexter. It is on his chest. It's on his chest. Mostly because that's how he flies most of the time. Yeah, but I wouldn't ever, I would, there was no way I'd be able to get like the legs and the arms. It would just be like a torso thing yeah. for the cat. This is a, uh... oh, so sad. They killed my owner. I woke up oh, that's it right there. Yep. Right there, right there. The saddest, the sad. I good kitty. <laughs> You're a good kitty, Dexter. It makes me so sad. 
That's funny, though. My <laughs> 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 right, fan cast for Dexter. I think you're looking Just cat. Just a cat. Dexter and Atrocitus. Grrr. By, By the, the mother, mother of pain. pain. What is it? <laughs> Imagine a cat, Red Lantern cat, is coming after you. Here's the team that we never knew we needed, nor we don't need, but I want. Dexter and Crypto teaming up. Dexter and Crypto. Yes. And for some reason, we include Ace. I don't know how. Good cat. Because, like, Guy almost kills Atrocitus, and then Dexter kicks his butt and saves Atrocitus. He's like, we're out of here, because he's like, I'm not letting one of my owner get killed again. Mm-hmm. I do... I, I don't like that he kicks that Lobo kicks Dexter, but I do like when he does. Atrocitus is like, I am powered by rage, and you just kicked my cat! And, like, flips <laughs> out on Lobo. I mean, does Atrocitus win that fight? No. No. But I can appreciate but... how mad he gets that Lobo kicked Dexter. That yes. he's like, I'll kill you. You just kicked my cat. And then Lobo beats him because he hits him with a giant um, adult toy. <laughs> but it's Lobo, so like, what I saw are that you going to expect? I saw, it's like everyone saw that coming. Pun intended. Yeah, everyone. But in the end, Atrocitus is just like a big bully. So like, like Lobo puts his mouth where like his, his talk is. He really does. Puts like he says like I'm the main man all the time, but I'm like. He is kind of the main man. Hey, like. He he's worth his two cents. Like like he says, I'm the main man, and then he proceeds to back it up. Mm-hmm. Like with space dolphins, with space dolphins and his cool motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Like he does it all. I oh, you know what? To be a stupid team up that would never happen, but I would just just put it on YouTube. Jason Momoa as Lobo, mm-hmm. and then of course Ryan Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. <laughs> that team up. I don't think the world can handle that amount of because Lobo can't break the fourth wall. No. But if he could, he he would basically be like Deadpool. Yeah. I would love to see I would love to see a team up because that would be absolutely ridiculous. It would be hype, it would be stupid, and it would be just what the doctor ordered. Yeah. I think it's that- like when <clears throat> in um in fifty two so the uh, fifty two issue weekly series that comes after Infinite Crisis mm-hmm. the uh, Starfire Animal Man and someone else, I can't remember, are stranded um, after multiverse shenanigans. Um, so they're just trying to make it back to Earth, and they encounter Lobo as a priest, who's, like, given up his, like, violent ways to, like, lead this congregation. It's the funniest thing ever. They're like, he has this, like, huge Pope hat on, and, like, and then they, like, convince him to go back to his, like, regular ways, and he just, like, frags the whole lot of his congregation. <laughs> It's honestly, like, it's so Lobo, but it's so funny. Do you know who reminds me of Lobo, but definitely isn't? Rick Sanchez from Rick and Morty. I can see that. He kind of reminds me of Lobo, especially when he said he frags his whole congregation. There's this scene of, like, Rick's backstory where he straight just blows up a room full of like, Ricks, and I'm like, that is Lobo. <clears throat> Lobo's, like, the kind of guy who makes music that I probably would listen to, like, once and be like, I don't know if I like this or not. I don't know. <laughs> this doesn't vibe with me. Rob Zombie. He looks like Rob Zombie. I bet he does. Like, that's who he looks like. I, I bet Lobo has his own soundtrack that he thinks is awesome, but everybody else hates. Lobo better show up in DC Universe, and he better have, like, some, like... No! You know what they have to do? Mm-hmm. They have to play, like, something from Dark Knight's Death Metal. So, like, it's some yeah. hard rock, but it's DC hard rock. Yeah, it's DC hard rock. Like, straight and everybody would like, like, anti-life plays. Everybody would be like, this, this rocks. Where's this from? It's like, it's a comic book! DC Death Metal. You're like, 
Okay, didn't like, know uh, comic books had soundtracks. I'm like, yeah, me either. Louis, <laughs> I was driving the car last semester, and they were like, here, Brian, you pick a song where we go to the store. And I started playing anything, anything. Uh-huh. And they were like, what the? And I'm like, guys, guys, I know I said listen to movie soundtracks. This is called, this from a comic book. Every time I turn anything from Dark Knight's Death Metal and you can't see the little thing, uh-huh. I will be like, this is from a comic book, guys. It has a, comic it has a soundtrack. And I think someone says to me, goes, where did you find this? And like, I was like, <laughs> well, on the mission. <laughs> That's, like, my go-to, like, answer for so many things. Well. <laughs> like, like the, movie, the song Cigarette Daydreams. It's probably like, oh, we pushed this on my mission. So many times. It's a good song. And I was listening. I went, Megan and I went to go eat somewhere. I think it was Five Guys. And they had it playing on the radio at Five Guys. And I was like, where's Brian? Flashbacks. <laughs> He's here. <laughs> or, um, what's another one? I listened to, I, I found, I actually like some country music on the mission because people listen to it. Yeah, can't get away from that. No. Yeah. Um. good. River and Robots. I'd never even heard that. I don't want to point out. We mostly listen to superhero stuff. All the time. All the time. Oh, without fail. Like, Man, Man of Steel, Steel soundtrack. Yep. Justice League Snyder Cut soundtrack. Some Batman vs. Superman. Some Batman vs. Superman. Um, Wonder Woman a couple times. Interstellar. Interstellar, of course. But that's because that was Hans Zimmer as well. So yeah. we like, have to. Mm-hmm. We listen to Crank Up Flight, you know. Crank Up Flight. Tron! 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 Almost got arrested because of Tron. Every time I say, let's watch Tron in my apartment, my roommate had, like, an experience on his mission about, like, some guy was, they're, like, knocking on the door. Oh, so I'm sorry, guys, up in his room. You can go up. I'm like, okay. So they walk in the house and they mm-hmm. go not. They open the kid's door because she says, oh, go right in. And he was watching, like, porn, apparently. And so we... Changes it. He like clicks the other tab, so he opens the movie Tron. He goes, "Oh, hey, I was just watching Tron." So every time in their mission, it's like, "Oh, I'm gonna go watch Tron." It's like a joke. So every time in my apartment, I go, "We should watch Tron tonight." Landon goes, "Tron?" I'm like, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> You're like Tron, Tron Legacy. So it's just like a joke with the light bikes. <laughs> I still am determined to find or make my own bike that looks just like the light cycles. Do it. I'm done. I still listen to soundtrack once more because I'm like, like the other day I was walking to school and the grid started playing. I was like the grid, and I'm just like <laughs> quoting along. And then every time it starts like the big like, I literally have to crank it. Just even my headphones are in. I have to like crank it all the way just so I can be like. We do. And then we almost got arrested because we it was right when we passed. We're like we're like let's get to the park. We blasted it past a cop. We're like oh arrested. Because it was right then. He decided to pull out. And we're like, oh, he's going right to pull us Right next over. to us as we cranked it up at the... <laughs> it's like, if anything, officer, we were complimenting you. It, it was yeah. a compliment. Yeah. But it was like such a... That was... What other songs have we listening to? I feel like it was mostly like Man of Steel, Justice League, Tron. Yeah. Hans Zimmer stuff. Because I, I made us listen to Tenet a couple times. Yeah, we did. That's good, though. Because I watched Tenet um, too much. So I made us listen to that. I was like, we have to. Was it... Was it 13 Hours? The one? <gasps> yeah, we, we did! We listened to that one. We, we listened to Pirates of the Caribbean because Miss K said she had, she, there was a pirate know. ship. We never got to see it. No. I never got to go We're to Baghdad either. We're at 59 either. minutes, Brian. We need to wrap this up. Okay. We can reminisce later. <laughs> that was our um, technically part five, technically end of our season. We're glad that we got to end it with, you know, the classic ramblings of both of us. You know how it go. Um... Come back next, well, it might not be next week. We're trying to plan out our guest episodes for the start of our next season. So just be on the lookout. We'll make sure we'll post some things 
So we might know. make another video. We might make another video. Or just make another post saying, hey. Post. But yeah. Thanks for joining us on this like fun adventure. And we can't wait to start a new season with you guys later. All, All right. right. Peace out, y'all. Peace out.